Welcome to the Series 6 Exam Prep, podcast lessons for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. This podcast is to assist you in preparing for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. Well, what is the FINRA Series 6 Exam? The FINRA Series 6 Exam is an exam for those who wish to sell investment company products. It's much different from the Series 7 exam, which is the General Securities Representative exam. Typically, this is an entry-level exam that allows you to sell basically mutual funds and investment company products, and as such, is a much easier exam to pass than the Series 7 exam. Now, concurrent with taking this exam, you must also pass the Securities Industries Essentials exam. In reality, you should take the Securities Industries Essentials exam before you take the Series 6 exam. It will help prepare you for the exam. This podcast is going to give you sample portions of the lessons contained in the full bundle of audio lessons for the Series 6 exam prep, audio lessons for the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is an audio course of 8 hours and 44 minutes in length, and there are 20 individual lessons in the full bundle of audio lessons. The full bundle of audio lessons is available at Series 6, and that's the number 6, Lessons.com. Again, www.series6lessons.com. If you like the samples that you're hearing here, and if you would like to try four full-length audio lessons, you can go to the website and sign up to receive the four full sample lessons to help determine if you think these audio lessons would be valuable for you. All right, enough of an introduction. Let's get on to this sample lesson. This is a sample portion of lesson number seven, Time Horizons. The full lesson is 25 minutes and 25 seconds. Welcome to this lesson about the FINRA exam, Series 6. This is Unit 2, Part 2, under Evaluates Customers' Financial Information, Identifies Investment Objectives, Provides Information on Investment Products, and Makes Suitable Recommendations. So I'm going to cover the next little bit of the content, then I'll give you a chance to go back and quiz yourself to make sure that you have understood as much as possible. And if you do well at that, you can move on. If not, I would just suggest going and going back and reviewing what you learned in this lesson. So let's go ahead and get started. The first thing I want to talk about is called the time horizon. So the time horizon is just what is the, the time frame that is optimal for a particular kind of investment. The longer the time horizon is, the more volatility the person who is investing can withstand because if you can wait things out, a lot of storms blow over. And so if it's okay for them to wait, so it's, if say they have one of their stocks takes a severe downturn, if they don't have to sell right away, it might be a good idea just to hold on and see if things are going to get better down the road. Often things do and they'll be able to sell again sometime down the road when things have gone much better. But if they have to sell short-term, the time horizon is not very long. 
then you can't tolerate as much volatility. And that is going to inform what kind of investments you make in the first place. So that's a good thing to keep in mind. If you only have a few years, it's probably a good idea to stay out of the stock market but because there's so much volatility there. But if you have a longer time frame, the stock market can be a great choice because you can withstand the increased volatility of that market. If you are a young investor trying to invest so that you will have retirement money, you can take more risks because you have more time. You can Things can go up and down, but you also, so if they do go down, you have time to recoup those potential losses. If you are older already, and you're using these investments for income, then you need to make lower risk investments because you don't have as much time to recoup any losses that you might sustain. So in thinking about the time horizon, there are three major factors. The first is your investment objective. Is it for income? Is it for retirement income way down the road? What's your objective? You think about the time horizon itself, about when you would prefer to cash your investments in, and then, of course, your risk tolerance. How much risk can you tolerate at the moment? So that is time horizon. Let's talk a little bit about bonds. Bonds are a different kind of investment vehicle that many people also use. They are very safe. So we talk about stocks being volatile and not very safe. These kind of investments are very very stable, very safe, but they also have a very low yield. It's the principle of low risk, low reward, instead of high risk, high reward, like bonds, like stocks. And there are many different categories of bonds. So I'm going to, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about different categories you're going to see because they have different characteristics. And so if you're making suitable recommendations to your clients, you're going to want to make sure that you understand some of these different categories. So you might find something that works a little better for your particular client. And so there are different categories of bonds based on how much time they have to, in repaying them. Short-term are known as T-bills, mid-term are known as T-notes, and long-term are known as T-bonds. T-strips are another kind of bond that are bought at a deep discount, and then they make money when the bond matures by getting the face value back. So, for example, if you buy a T-strip at $500 and the face value is 1000 when that bond matures, you can sell it for a you can redeem it for $1,000. And in that case, you've made $500 because you only paid $500 to begin with. So let's talk a little bit about some bonds that fall in the category of being non-marketable government securities. And these have different names associated with them. The first are Series EE bonds. Series EE bonds are purchased at a discount and they're redeemed at their face value when they mature. The taxes can be deferred until maturity, or they can be converted into Series HH bonds. The Series HH bonds, these can only be purchased by converting Series EE bonds at their maturity. They pay semi-annual interest, and they can be redeemed for their face value at any time. So these are only available if you convert EE bonds into these HH bonds. We also have I bonds, and these are issued by the U.S. Treasury, which means that they are backed 
by the Treasury and exempt from any state or local income taxes. It has a guaranteed rate of return, which can rise if inflation rises. So it actually can keep pace with inflation to some degree. The interest is added to the value of the bond, which means taxes can be deferred. So I mentioned it doesn't have state or local income taxes, but there are sometimes other taxes. If you use the proceeds for education costs, then the income is actually tax-free, but you have to use it within the same year as the redemption of the bond. So let's say I redeem the bonds, and then I use the proceeds of that redemption towards tuition to go get a degree. That's perfectly fine, but you can't redeem the bonds and then wait a really long time and then go to college with that money four or five years down the road. You have to go ahead and go to college at the same time that you redeem the bonds within a year, so to speak. Now, all these bonds that I've just talked about are called non-marketable bonds. That means they cannot be traded. They're not like other things like stocks where they can be freely traded between different people. Lots of investments are marketable. Now, in this case, things like I-bonds, EE-bonds, HH-bonds are non-marketable. They cannot be traded. That is why sometimes you hear them referred to as savings bonds, because really you're just using them like a savings account. You're not going to be trading them on the market. So that's why they are sometimes called savings bonds. Another kind of bond that you will probably encounter is a municipal bond. So the word municipality is just another word for any state or local government. Anything that is a municipality can issue municipal bonds, and often do. They do this in order to pay for large projects. For example, one of the most common... Thank you again for listening to this sample portion of the full lesson. If you found this lesson valuable, please go to the website series6lessons.com and that series, the number 6, lessons.com. At the website, you will find a link to purchase the full series of audio lessons if you found this to be valuable to you. Also at the website, you can sign up to get four full-length sample lessons. Best of luck in your studies.